This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C, Cezanne, dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound, and hey everybody, today... Wednesday hump day, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Trump at NATO. Remember what they see, say, keep your enemies close and your friends punch them in the mouth. <laughs> All right. All right. Like everything else, everybody's hair is on fire. Yeah, right. Both directions. Does it have to be? Does it always have to be? I know. We got a good, um, well, I don't, don't want to say that yet. I won't give it away. Our app, Mark, teases ahead a good, a good. you know what we're going to do today? We're going to huh. do a whole bunch of stuff that's not the big story. Excellent. A lot of not Kavanaugh, well, or... Whoa, 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 whoa. You know, I broke down his first 100 decisions yesterday. I thought we were going to break <laughs> down his next 100 today and then oh. save his final 100 for tomorrow. A whole lot of not Kavanaugh, a whole lot of not NATO summit, a whole lot of not uh, immigration kids in cages. To clear time for a trade war. <laughs> and a whole lot of, yeah, so a whole bunch of other stuff today we thought we'd get to finally. Lots and lots of it. Because I got, I got like a hundred stories that are good that I've, that's, that I've been not getting to. Well, come on now. And so does Joe over yes. all this other stuff that gets in the way. And, you know, I don't know. Let's. Look behind the behind the surface, you friggin' idiot. Let's look let's look beneath the surface of the headlines and find the stories that really matter to you. Let's all just take a step back and watch Joe yell at himself. <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid. We the purple, what the hell was that? Oh, man. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. I'm hearing in the news a lot of people upset that Costco has dropped the Polish uh, hot dog at mm. food court. Oh. Yeah. But luckily, I found out they are still selling them in bulk, which is great. So my suggestion is you buy them in bulk, you cook them up, and then you charge family and friends a dollar fifty, just like, you know, and then everything's normal. Yeah, yeah. go grab a package, head to the grill section. Fire it up. You got propane tanks. You're going to have to buy a propane tank, hook it up, fire it up, start selling them for two bucks a pop. Yeah, everybody will be fine. Right. Uh, there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, do you guys know what escape rooms are? Are you familiar with this kind of... Um, it's like somewhat... a panic room? Not really. Not different? Uh, this is a, a recreational thing that you, that an individual or a group of friends pay money to go into. Oh, okay. You, are, lock, you are locked in this room. 
and you have to solve puzzles to get out. So you oh, have to, yeah. So I saw like, something about that. I've not heard of this. There's a flag on the wall that's from a certain country, so then you got to go to the atlas that's from that country, and then you'll find another clue, which leads you to another thing, which gives you the password on the right. So one of those okay. sort of things. So there's this uh, this burglar in Vancouver breaks into one of these escape rooms, Uh-oh. does so much damage to the door that he got into, like broke the doorknob off, couldn't get out that way, couldn't figure out how to get out of the escape room any other way because it's designed to keep people in, ends up having to call the cops on himself, and he gets arrested. His bail set at $40,000. <laughs> he locked himself in somehow. Funny. So I could lock a bunch of people in a room and say, it's an escape room, it's a game. Really. Sure you could, OJ, and then get your memorabilia back. <laughs> That's what OJ should have used no, as an excuse. Escape room. Yeah, we were playing a game. It was fun. They were having a good time. Look at them. Uh, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well, i got to tell you, talk about value added. I went over to the Raven Social and Athletic Club yesterday after work. It was on fire, packed with World Cup enthusiasts wearing French and Belgian soccer jerseys. Wow. Wine out, versus beer. Yelling out slogans in foreign languages. Viva la France! The French on to the finals, beating Boo. Belgian 1-0. The French are going to be in the finals? Yes. yes. So then the English are playing for the finals today, so it could yes. be an English versus France final. Indeed. Hello. Indeed. Wow, it's uh, nineteen seventeen all over again. <laughs> Oops, well, they're, they're on, on the, the same, same side. side. Yes. I think you got to go back to like 1517 yeah. if you want to. <laughs> exactly. English versus French. Right. <laughs> Hands across the channel and all that. You really got to get back to like Napoleon and Waterloo and that sort of stuff. You're going to get English versus French. You're going to be here a lot of that if uh, they end up in the finals, I think. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. How did it get to be Wednesday, July 11th, the year 2018? We're setting you straight in 218. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, then. Let's begin. Officially, according to FCC rules and regulations, at Mark. And when you say he came after your husband with his tractor, did he chase him down? or? Yeah, he chased him down on his tractor, and my husband had to run, yes. Yeah. That's just a short portion of a long 911 call you'll enjoy later in which somebody is chasing somebody in a tractor. The ugliness of the Trump era reaching rural America. <laughs> uh, what are other headlines, Marshall? <laughs> oh, there's video of the, the tractor oh, chase as well. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Trump wasting no time launching into a blistering attack against Germany and other allies at the NATO summit. What did we do? Dems unveil their war plans to derail Trump's Supreme Court pick. And the airline that claims peanuts are in its DNA winds up banning them. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. No more peanuts on airlines, huh? Dang it. I like me a peanut when I'm starving. Um, How does mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. It, it includes a loving tribute to a, uh, a listener. Great freedom-loving quote of the day and much more. You know, it's another popular video right now is people uh, calling 911. Generally, it's white people calling 911 on black people who aren't doing anything wrong. Mm. That seems to be like a real thing right now, whether it's having a lemonade stand or selling water or you're you're at the pool that you are a member of or something like that. You sound like a liberal to me. No standards for the selling of liquids. <laughs> what if what, what if it's like the Wild West in your world? Mm. Uh, we could run through some of those. There's a bunch of them out there right now. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Perhaps you saw my post on the Twitter feed yesterday. 
I went and shot an AR-15 with a friend of mine who is a professional in the keeping the world safe business that I will keep vague. He's the sort of person that gets to carry a gun anywhere he goes. Um, uh, but my experience with shooting an AR-15, I want to talk about that later. That's the uh, you know that's the gun that gets all the attention, right? And as I as I told him as I was shooting the gun yesterday, unfortunately this this will will, will come up again soon. I'm sure. Oh yeah, yeah. There'll be another one. But, uh, yeah, so I want to talk about that. All right, excellent. Mailbag. Outstanding mailbag today. Not Ooh. like other days when it's terrible. Yeah. Mm. Most days, it's uh, we could easily skip it. But today, not today. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day, passed along by Ben the Libertarian, from Robert Lefebvre. It's spelled Lefevery, but you know the French. They're too lazy to pronounce all the no- letters. <laughs> so I think it's Robert Lefebvre. Government is a disease masquerading as its own cure. That's pretty good. Amen to that. Um, I have a T-shirt that actually—it's uh, one of those. Uh, what do you call it? The it's a series of them. It's demotivational posters. I have a T-shirt that said "Government." If you hate the problems we cause, just wait till you see our solutions. Maybe that's similar a, sentiment. Maybe that's the quickest way to separate people into two groups. Re-government is whether you think more of it fixes things or less of it would fix things. Mm-hmm. Maybe right. That's just as easy a dividing line as you can come up with. And a really, really nice note here uh, from Aaron, who says, My father recently died this past Memorial Day. It was two days after my wedding. He served two tours in the Vietnam War as an enlisted member of the Seabees. Uh, uh, a.k.a. the United States Construction Battalions, had the career of a construction project manager over 50 years. He mentioned some of his uh, notable projects, including the Turtle Bay Exploration Park and Sundial Pedestrian Bridge in beautiful Redding, California. Uh, he worked until the day he died at age 76, loving wife, daughter, grandchildren, etc. Um, he, both uh, Aaron, who writes, and James, who, who passed, were big, big fags. Friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show for over 13 years. They would listen to the show together and discuss the topics and sometimes agreed, sometimes disagreed. But it, it gave father and son a chance to to chat and, and get to know each other better. So, uh, Aaron, thanks for a note. Beautiful. And uh, and, and shout out to James. Uh, rest in peace or if you prefer uh, excitement and, and nuttiness, rest in excitement and nuttiness. Right. I've never heard that before. Well, you know, is it rest in peace? I'm not sure I want peace. You know? I was just thinking about that list of accomplishments. That's a full life right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd either going to say he talked on the radio a lot. Oh, That's don't, it. don't, don't turn it ugly. Don't turn it ugly. There's there's a picture of Aaron did, and James he together. He did nothing Look at that. to make that'll, the world better like this guy did. That'll restore your spirit right there. This Isn't guy that did nice all kinds of things. Son? This guy did all kinds of things. Yep. Yep. Good man. A lot of us do nothing. Serve the country, et cetera. Yes. Uh, you've broken your own rule. You can't be cynical enough. This is a great note from JT and Livermore. Scenario one. Democrats throw in the towel, sound reasonable, and admit Judge Kavanaugh is a reasonable nominee. Fundraising dollars, zero. Scenario two, Democrats rant and scream, pretend like the end of the world is nigh, and talk about how they're going to fight tooth and nail, and tooth and nail. Fundraising dollars, tens of millions. Mm. Yeah, well, that's what I was talking about yesterday, and I've, you know, I've been through this enough now at my current age, having seen the Republicans and Democrats do it, when they've got no way to fight a various nominee. Right. We will not allow this Secretary of State to go forward, you know, that right. sort of thing, and, and then nothing happens. 
um, except the dollars flow in. The problem I have, and this is a serious problem, is you cry the sky has fallen over and over again. How am I going to know when there's actually a nominee? I'll know. But how will most people who are barely paying attention know? When there's really a nominee you should be concerned about. They won't. They won't. I've done the research. There are only three law schools in America, writes uh, JFP. Uh, I've looked into this. There's Harvard Law, Yale Law, and some bastard child of a law school in a backwater known as New York. New York. Ever heard of it? There are another 200 so-called accredited law schools, but really, they're in places like Kansas, Florida, and even California. Let's get serious. Reference to the Supreme Court, chock full of people from only Yale and Harvard Law School, except for one little freak who probably snuck in the back door and went to Columbia. This tip may save Jack's kids a concussion. Uh, This is from Ben. I will summarize. Ben really likes BMXs and and snowboarding and uh, he's broken bones and he likes to crash about. Uh, Please break out the tractor. Build your boys a jump with a downhill landing. The the steeper, the better. I want a downhill landing, but my son does not. The steeper, because when you crash, it distributes the energy downhill. Of course. I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah. Uh, I would prefer, he prefers to uh, to fly through the air and land hard though. That's wow. what he really enjoys. Wow! And he signs off with this: H A C B D S. Helmets are cool. Brain damage sucks. Let's see. Ah, here you go. the The gal who shot the giraffe. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. There's a reason that's in the vow, in the uh, the oath. The woman who shot the giraffe, uh, it was uh, an old giraffe beyond mating age and was killing the young breeding age bull giraffes. Male giraffes are called bulls, apparently, writes Tom. (laughs) Yes, that's correct, Tom. This old grouchy giraffe was beyond the age to make more non-rare giraffes and was a serial killer. He'd killed three or more other giraffes. It wasn't a rare breed. It was old, serial killer, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So... But it's I not still, nearly as jazzy I as a story. I still don't understand the glee of shooting it. Even if you have to, to preserve an animal or whatever, I don't understand the smiling, holding its head. Look, I killed this giant beast because I have a big gun. I think that makes you a weirdo. I, yeah, it's different from me. But I don't feel the need to judge because I'm better than you. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very different than you me. You didn't accomplish anything. Uh, sometimes the meat is even used to feed poor tribes. Fantastic. I'm triggered, Freaking fantastic. What, what? 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 They're starving people in Africa. Maybe you've heard this. And that's why you're so proud of yourself for killing an animal standing out in a field with a giant gun. You got a serial killer giraffe. A giraffe of death. A death giraffe. Oh, Death Giraffes is clearly the name of my new band. Anyway. Um, a serial killer like he's going against giraffe law. But so he's killing these poor young man giraffes, like some sort of John Wayne Gacy of giraffes. And they shoot it down and chop up its meat and feed starving villagers. How can you be against that? I don't get it. Because you like animals and don't like to see them shot. I I think it's weird. It's like beating up a little kid and saying, see how tough I am? That's weird. The glee is a little weird. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. How hard is it to shoot a giraffe? They're gigantic. With a giant gun. Right. Uh, Moving along. Uh, Roe v. Wade. Joe points out semi-obvious, but he does it pretty well. The reason why nominees pretend they have no opinion about Roe v. Wade has to do with how stupid politics can be. A good judge has opinions about moral issues, just like anyone else, but he doesn't, or she. They let girls be judges now, Joe. 
But he or she doesn't allow his personal moral opinions to substitute for most issues resolved by democratic processes. The nitwits who are in charge of our national dialogue, however, will automatically announce that because he does have a personal point of view, that will automatically cause him to rule according to his personal beliefs. I worked for good judges for nearly a decade and have dealt with a lot of laws they personally believed were stupid, but that constitutionally it was none of their business. Today's activist judges, mostly liberals, don't deal with issues that way. They did. They do what Obama did. They say the legislature had their chance to do something, but didn't. So that means I can take over the legislature's authority. I agree with Joe. As yeah, a fact. and uh, I heard um, Jeffrey Tubin, one of your law analysts I really like on the cable news, saying, uh, Coney Barrett, the, the, the woman of the final four, she made the mistake of having an opinion on something once. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that. You've got to decide early on, do you think you ever could be appointed to one of these major courts? And if you think you're on that track or you want to be on that track, you got to keep your mouth shut, which is stupid. Be extremely careful what you write, what you lecture, if it's on right. tape and right. everything's on tape these days, right. recorded these days. Isn't that yeah. crazy? It is. So you got to get somebody who, um, his point was, you're not going to get any giants of law anymore that 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 are out there making strong statements and bold you know taking as bold directions or whatever you've got to be the opposite you've got to be vanilla and bland and have never raised your head up right to make it onto the supreme court right. which is not good yeah it is it's, it speaks to the character assassination that marks the politics of our time but you know character assassination has long been part of politics it's just so much faster these days and and you can get it widespread you want to Claim that uh, uh, who was uh, was it Benjamin Harrison? Somebody who was they claimed that he had a bastard, bastard, ma ma. Where's my pa? Gone to the White House. Ha ha ha. That was that was an anti somebody or other slogan. And I think it was the early twentieth century. I don't remember or eighteenth nineteenth century. Uh, I know very little, um, but I did remember that rhyme. You know that's existed for the longest time. So what's his text? Next up, don't shoot. Oh, that's the giraffe thing. Oh, not oh, cool. Oh, not boy. cool. Not funny. Not cool. Not funny. Uh, here's a nice note from Rob. Uh, now that they're safe, I shall trade. Shall I trademark Thai Cave Boys um, as my new band name and book the A and G opening song band? Uh, I am fine with that. Once all the boys were out safely, then the humor comes on the on this story. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that. And his idea is it'll be spelunking fusion. With every song has that reverb you hear in caves, <laughs> so real echoey. <laughs> oh, that's kind of funny, Rob. Appreciate the uh, note. Oh, he's got kind of a cool job. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this, but it's in, uh, kangaroo in... boxing trainer. <laughs> That'd be awesome, Michael. Any other guesses what Rob's cool job might be? Uh, uh, he makes keys. <laughs> that's, that's right. There's nothing cooler than admitting you to your own home. <laughs> So I sold my house re- recently ah. to some folks, and I don't know if they changed the locks, but to my surprise, I found another key. Hmm. Then go in your old home and see how they do <laughs> no. what done. No! No! What a nightmare. I, I can't decide whether to call them or not. Hey, hey, I might have another key. I think you hang on to it in case you're ever down on your luck. Oh, boy. Need some place to sleep. Hey, who the hell are... Wait a minute, Joe, I know you. <laughs> yeah, well, things are going kind of tough for me lately. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll clean up. Marshall's News next on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
Zapruder film, George Clooney's motorcycle accident in Italy. I have not seen the video yet. Who was at fault, him or some Italian driver? <sighs> um, Hanson, do we know what time we're on in Aspen? So we're now on in Aspen, Colorado, and uh, it's one hour per day sometime in the day they're airing it. For now. Right yeah. now? Right Is now. it live? It's now. Okay. Good morning. See, as you head to the ski lift, good morning. That's what I wanted to throw in. <laughs> good luck. What, are you going to run down the hill? <laughs> it's a little warm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's... <laughs> This is get to the news now, Marsha Phillips. Well, I tell you, speaking of warming things up, President Trump setting a blistering tone for today's NATO summit by slamming Germany for not spending enough on defense while paying billions of dollars to Russia in an oil and gas pipeline deal. Germany is a captive of Russia because they supply. They got rid of their coal plants. They got rid of their nuclear. They're getting so much of the oil and gas from Russia. I think it's something that NATO has to look at. I think it's very inappropriate. You and I agree that it's inappropriate. That is incredibly undiplomatic. It's it's unprecedented. It's it's really outrageous and, and wild to say that sort of stuff. It's also true. It's of enormous concern that Germany is beholden to Russia for their energy needs. Um, boy, Trump is something. Where it all ends, yeah. I still don't know. Yeah, maybe we'll talk about it more later. But there's a lot of things these members of NATO that are uh, the the media in the United States screaming and yelling that that Trump is willing to throw away the most important alliance in world history. Well, a lot of these NATO members have not seemed to treat it very importantly either, and we'll talk more about that later. Yeah, old morning Joe, was he, he was unleashed a sermon like he was talking about saving the lives of babies or something about NATO and its sacred nature and how it saved the world. And yeah, okay, great, but now it's like 50 years old and people are screwing around a lot. Yeah, you're not um, paying. You're not paying the amount of money for your own military that you agreed to do. You signed a piece of paper and said you would. And the regularly, NATO members go around Iranian sanctions, North Korean sanctions, Russian sanctions, right. and they screw us. Right. So uh, you know, again, it's not clear to me that this is a good way to go about it. But it's absolutely not clear that it's a bad way to go about. I it. I keep hearing, is this the way you yeah. treat your friends? Well, how about if my best friend owes me money and never pays me, right? Or is uh, cheating on 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 me with my wife behind my back? <laughs> is that still my best friend? Right. You agreed to these sanctions with Iran. Now you're doing business with Iran behind her backs. What's yeah. going on there, Jack? He was there for you in college when you were down and weren't sure you were going to make it. He was there for you when your car wouldn't run and you needed a. He's banging my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Both things can be true. <laughs> NATO's Secretary General at that breakfast meeting was defending the alliance, saying the, the members were indeed paying more. Let's appreciate that after the U.S. has been pushing for more spending for many, many years, now actually something is, has started so to happen. So effing weak. That's so effing weak. So, the, so here's my friend who's owed me $50,000 yeah. for 10 years yes. that he said he would pay back in a month. Right. I gave you a 1000 bucks. I'm starting to pay. When are you going to get off my back? Yeah. So weak. And so weak. You agreed. You signed a piece of paper saying how much money you were going to pay, and you haven't paid for years. Now you pay a little bit, and we're supposed to roll over and say, okay, that's good enough. Shut up, Euro! And in an attempt at lightning... Deprived, that guy wearing a Speedo. I bet, <laughs> I bet he is. <laughs> bet he's wearing a phone. 
And in an attempt at lightening up the mood, the Secretary General thanked the U.S. for paying for breakfast. Excellent orange juice and some toast and some uh, fruit salad. And That's funny, yeah. Debbie. Good breakfast. Good, good. That's I funny. <laughs> Pay your bills, Euro. So what was that joke that they had? Paid for by the United States. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. hilarious that yeah. we pay for everything. That's just really funny. Stupid, stupid American taxpayers. You you are such stupid suckers. <laughs> that's the, it's not the freaking government. It's the taxpayers. And, you know, f*** the EU. That's what I'm saying. Way to go, baby. Way to step up and say it. President Trump says he is confident his Supreme Court uh, pick, uh, Brett Kavanaugh, is going to be confirmed by the Senate. Democrats are launching an all-out war against his nomination, concentrating on three key areas. They're going to try to portray Kavanaugh as somebody that will overturn Roe v. Wade, somebody that would rule against Obamacare, and somebody who would try to protect Donald Trump against the independent counsel's investigators. Democratic Senator Cory Booker. The President of the United States should not be able to pick the judge that will preside over questions involving his investigation. So, uh, Chuck Schumer at Al have obviously said, Corey, this is your chance to audition for running for president. And they're giving him the the lead role in the anti-Kavanaugh campaign, seeing what good he can do, if he can whip up the folks. Because he's absolutely in the short list for 2020. So here's what I'd like to know. Yeah. What's Kavanaugh's diet? I keep seeing these videos of him from back in the day, and he was much heavier. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Big round-faced guy. So uh, what, what, what's his diet? Which, which one's he on? Uh, obviously worked very well for him. I guarantee you he's low-carb in it. There is more and more science out about a low-carb, high-fat diet good for you, and yet the government, a lot of the government, is still pitching the whole, uh, you know, don't eat fatty foods, eat lots of bread. Eat bread all the time. Hmm. I've got some stuff on that. I uh, want to hear that. later on. Yeah. Meanwhile, Southwest Airlines is going to stop serving peanuts on all of its flights. What? The airline says as of August 1st, they're going to stop offering complimentary peanuts on board as a precautionary measure <sighs> for people who might suffer from potentially life-threatening nut allergies. Yeah, the problem with that is, uh, of course, if you got a kid that would die if there's yeah. one uh, dust particle of peanuts on the plane, you're worried about that, but... Um, uh, you know, you're starving, and peanuts, they, they hold off the hunger. Uh, pretzels right. don't do a dang thing. I love the pretzels. Love the pretzels, <laughs> especially good, but, yeah. with a beer, but you're so right. They don't do anything for your hunger. No. Well, Southwest Statement says peanuts forever are going to be part of Southwest history and DNA, but we hope that our free pretzels, served along with our legendary Southwest hospitality, will please customers no, it won't. No, we're angry. Sad. We're angry. Nostalgic. We're hungry, you b- morons. How about slices of meat? Would that how, work? How much? You- <laughs> the prime rib tray. Is anybody got the aisle? life-threatening bologna allergy out there? Um, how about you just spend a few grand on, uh, like, uh, oxygen uh, face masks, filters, breathing filters, and and you go up to the little counter there, and you say the the the, the gal or guy is almost uniformly grumpy. Uh, you say, uh, "My kid, here's the note from the doctor has a peanut allergy," and he gets a special breathing mask. Of course, if he wants to eat or drink anything, that might that's not such a great. Are idea. we nearing having to just get rid of peanuts? I don't. I hope not. I love the humble peanut. Yeah, yeah. it's All a right. legume, not a nut. You know that. Mm. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips of the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. <laughs> That's why I call them P-legumes. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, that peanut trivia is the sort of news story we're going to bring you today. <laughs> oh, goody. Oh, goody. <laughs> I don't like that guy making that joke about the United States paying for breakfast. Like, that's funny that we're now finally addressing this issue that we freaking pay for everything. That is not funny. Maybe it's time for a little flyover. A little uh, remind them who's in charge. Where was that guy from? I want you to find that out, Marshall. A flyover of one of our <laughs> NATO alleys. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're just practicing. Over and over again. I would like to hear that diet info you've come up with. Excellent. Yeah. Why Plus, we... what's the walkaway campaign? Hashtag walkaway getting tremendous attention. Oh, peanuts theme. I was thinking Schroeder playing the piano. What's the title? Oh, peanuts. There you go. My kids love the Peanuts cartoons that are on every day. How can you not? Really, really like them. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Looking at the pictures coming out of the big NATO meeting, what are there, 28 countries? Is that right? Are there 28 leaders up there? Anyway. Nobody knows. They all all walk into a big room, and clearly Trump is the center of attention. I mean, it's just one of those, if you ever go to any of those um, uh, networking sort of conferences or whatever, you know, everybody knows who the big players are, and everybody looks to see where they are. Mm -hmm. Um, He is the big player. The United States always is. But he's an outsized personality, even by United States standards, and uh, he's got to really enjoy that. I mean, you can just tell from looking at the the, the gathering. Sure, you can all, see the magnetic fields. Yeah, everybody's yeah. trying to figure out where he is, and do I want to be? Do I want to be close to him, or am I trying to be far away from him? But he is the the thing. Yeah, yeah. Which is he? Which you know he loves. Not a lot of women. It's like two women up there, even with your Euro countries. Yeah, no kidding. Interesting. So uh, more on the NATO meetings to come. There's some fun tape emerging out of it uh, you might enjoy. So uh, thanks to Brian for sending uh, this uh, information along. He signs off with uh, KPYBCSM. Keep pushing your bogus coffee studies, Marshall. (laughs) But this is science. This is dietary science. It's actually a piece written by a cardiologist um, in Virginia who, uh, well, they're part of the Confederacy, never forget. But anyway. Wow. um, Tear down the statue. This guy is talking about uh, the fact that 610,000 Americans will die from heart disease this year, leading cause of death for both men and women. For decades, doctors and nutritionists prescribed low-fat diets to people trying to lower the risk of heart disease. Saturated fats and meats and dairy products were thought to clog our arteries. Grains, especially the whole ones, were thought to help everything from high cholesterol to digestion, etc. But a growing body of research suggests this advice is wrong. For most people, it's carbohydrates, not fat, that are the true cause of heart disease. Then he goes into this gigantic... Uh, so not meat and cheese. No. No, indeed. The opposite. Uh, he, he talked about this report published last year in The Lancet, which I believe is the big British medical journal. That, is that right? The Lancet? How the hell would I know? You're a learned man. You're a man of letters. Uh, That studied nutrition among more than 135,000 people across 18 different countries. That's a lot. It's the largest ever observational study of its kind. Uh, The Lancet is a weekly peer-reviewed general medical journal. It's among the world's most oldest and prestigious best-known medical journals. There you go. I like the... Now, now, there you go. It's international. Yes. 
Uh, the researchers found that the people who ate the least saturated fat, about the same amount currently recommended for heart patients, had the highest rates of heart disease and mortality. Meanwhile, people who consume the most saturated fat had the lowest rate of strokes. That's unbelievable. Well, I tell you what, we ran into a, a good friend who uh, had a heart disease scare. He was healthy as a horse. Then all of a sudden, it was like a tick, 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 kaboom. And uh, and and he told me, Joe, I heard you talking about the, the Mediterranean diet. Perfect. Stick with it. Do it. And that's, that's the one where you walk around shirtless a lot. That's right. That's right. And you speak with a fake Italian accent. Uh, no, it's uh, we'll read about it online. You get the internet, read about it. But it's nuts and olive oil and avocados. And How about where are you? Meat. Uh, oh, I love meat. What's your beliefs Not of meat? Not a lot of red meat. Mm-hmm. It's leaner meats. But uh, moving along just briefly here. Like squirrel? Uh, it's very lean. Squirrels are very, very lean. You ever seen a fat squirrel? No, you haven't. Uh, One time I did. It was adorable. Uh, an, an analysis of more than a dozen studies published in the British Journal of Nutrition found that patients on low-carb diets had healthier body weights and cardiovascular systems than those on conventional low-fat diets. And then he gives a bunch of uh, stories from his own practice as a cardiologist of people who turned their lives around, et cetera, et cetera. But listen, this is the part that's really interesting to me. This is kind of that, the, the, the takeaway, as they say. There are trends crazes in science and if you want to keep your grant money coming in you want to keep your funding you gotta go with the mainstream or you have to go with the conclusion you know people want now immediately people's minds go to the the uh, climate change thing the global warming thing i'm kind of agnostic on that i think it's clearly getting warmer how much is man-made uh interesting question i enjoy reading about it if there's anything we can freaking do about it now is the question that nobody really talks about realistically. But anyway, just I'm not an activist on either side of this, but I think it's a pretty good example of this. Here you go. Back in 1961, the American Heart Association published its first report recommending that people limit consumption of animal fats and dietary cholesterol. Uh, cited several studies that showed a correlation between high-fat diets and heart problems. But the hypothesis had never been put to a test in a clinical trial. Uh, control trial what? the only way to prove a cause-effect relationship, merely rather than a mere correlation that could be random chance or some other sure. unknown variable. Listen to this. As Dr. Philip Handler, the former president of the U.S. National Academy of Sciences, stated nearly 20 years later, what right has the federal government to propose that the American people conduct a vast nutritional experiment with themselves as subjects on the strength of so little evidence? God, that's incredible. And I grew up, you grew up, uh, Kavanaugh grew up, we're all the same age, grew up in the uh, in the era where just, you know, the whole meat, cheese, eggs thing is a death sentence. Right. Eat bread, lots of bread, eat tons of bread. Oh, the, having a bagel for breakfast, much better than bacon and eggs. Sure, yeah. Eventually, the National Institutes of Health started conducting clinical trials, but listen to this, these trials were deeply flawed. When evidence was, uh, when evidence contra- contradicted the dominant medical narrative, researchers effectively buried it. One NAH study, which found little to no relationship between saturated fats and various health problems, was conducted between 1968 and 73, but they buried it for 16 years. Didn't publish it. That's incredible. Despite the flimsy evidence against saturated fats, mainstream nutritionists still advise people to eat lots of carbohydrates and steer clear of fats. Uh, the AHA, what's that? Uh, I've probably mentioned it. American Heart Association uh, recommends restricting saturated fat consumption to 6% of total calories. Federal guidelines encourage people to eat fat-free or low-fat dairy and plenty of grains. 
The advice is dooming hundreds of thousands of people to early death and disability. That is incredible. Yeah. Costs Americans hundreds of billions of dollars, lost productivity, medical costs, et cetera, et cetera. This needs to change. And then he mentions every 40 seconds, someone in the United States has a heart attack, which leads me to my favorite joke about that some that sort of statistic. Every 40 seconds, someone in the U.S. has a heart attack. They need to find that guy and help him. <laughs> He's got to be tired of all the heart attacks. Yeah, that that is that is incredible. What right does the government have to conduct an experiment with everybody's health? Right. On flimsy evidence. Right. I, how much do you want the government uh, pushing us to eat one thing or another, even if they have good evidence, let alone bad evidence? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that how how much the government has to be involved in what I eat anyway. Right. But uh, if they if the if it's flimsy evidence, you definitely got to stay out of it. Meat, don't do it. I don't. Well played. I uh, I don't mind the idea of us pooling money together to do scientific research. Sure. As a thing, the government can yeah, do. Some of my libertarian friends disagree with me, but but it's got to be on the up and up. It can't be subject to the whims of politics or half-baked theories that, that win the day just because they become popular. That's not what science is. If you think you're getting more robocalls, I know I am. There's a reason for that this year. And uh, I shot an AR-15 yesterday for the first time. I want to talk about that. Is that is the boogeyman gun that's out there, right? Uh, do you not care about the kids? Among other things coming up. We have more cabin knowledge? No, no, we're done with the cabin knowledge. Oh, I have plenty. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.